As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Last year, so many people went the extra mile. Healthcare workers went above and beyond. Parents took on the additional role of school teachers. Scientists developed COVID tests and vaccines in record time. If you are running the Chicago Marathon, this is your chance to return the favor. Because this year, you can actually walk an extra mile to honor someone who went the extra mile or you. So, who are you going the extra mile for? Learn more at the Abbott Health and Fitness Expo, October 8th or 9th at McCormick Place. Abbott. Life to the fullest. Welcome to the Under Center Podcast presented by St. Xavier University. And it's Friday, Siafa Lewis Day. Siafa Lewis, lead sports anchor for NBC Chicago, joins us. Follow him at Siafa Lewis NBC. Uh, no Alex and Eric. Tony's running the show. I'm Kenneth Davis. We're definitely going to dive into last week's victory. Should I say this week's victory since it was Sunday? This Sunday's victory against the Bengals. Siafa thoughts on the victory and how well the Bears played or maybe how mid the Bears plays. We'll find out Siafa's thoughts. And then we'll dive into this upcoming game against the Cleveland Browns with Justin Fields' first start in the NFL. Welcome to the Under Center Podcast presented by St. Xavier University. It's Friday, so you know it's Siafa Day. Siafa Lewis, lead anchor at NBC Sports. Follow him at Siafa Lewis. We're Sans Eric and Alex today. Tony's running the show, and I am Kenneth Davis. Siafa, how are you doing today? I'm okay, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm not in a, a foul mood. I'm sure we're going to jump into some things that may lead us to a foul mood, but we got to talk about last week's victory on the lakefront. The Bears beat the Bengals 20-17. to What were your thoughts? First on the victory before we dive into the game. All right, cool. Um, great win. And it, going back to last week's show, the one the one uh, question mark I had was how the defense would respond, and they stepped up and then some. So that's why the Bears won that game. I also told you that the offense, that I didn't have any faith in Matt Nagy, the Bears' offense was outscored 17-13 by the Bengals. I told you they could not keep up with the Bengals. I wasn't expecting the Bengals to score only 17 points, but all credit goes out to the Bears' defense. They showed up in a major, major way. So it was great to see. And it's great to get um, a win in front of Bears fans for the first time since December of 2019. What were your thoughts on Andy Dalton's play prior to the injury? He was all right. (laughs) (laughs) And leading into that, what were your thoughts on Justin Fields' play after Andy Dalton got hurt Um, and he was added to the game? See, and and that's my whole thing. I I want my future franchise quarterback – to go through some growing pains. If you look across the, the the sideline at Joe Burrow, last Sunday was Joe Burrow's 13th career start. And there was a sequence that if I if I had to bet money, I would bet every cent that I that I all, my entire net worth that he will never throw three interceptions on three passes in a row again in his career. But I love the fact that that happened to him because we got to see how he responded to it. 
I think that's really instructive about a young player. And we got to see how he responded. He threw two touchdowns. And I, do you think if Justin Fields doesn't get that first down, the Bengals get the ball back? Do you think they score? Probably. Me too. And I love and just how things were trending, how you're saying how it was, how it was trending. Probably it was starting to kind of get out of hand, right? It was, it was right. worrisome that at that point you start looking at the score and you start thinking about the opportunities that you wasted. Right. And we got to see a young man um, at the low point of his career, all the, in, in, a, in a game anyway, all things considered, obviously the injury last year was probably much worse than uh, the sequence on Sunday, but we got to see how he responded. And I think it's so instructive and instrumental to a young player's growth for all of our growth to go through some hard times and see how we can uh, recover, overcome. Um, and I want Justin Fields to go through that. And I feel as though, you know, the Bears front office, for whatever reason, and I think there are several reasons why have have not allowed him to have that um, from day one. They haven't built it all around him. And that's what, exactly what they did in Cincinnati. You're trying to tell me that the Bengals team last year was better than the Bears team this year. But from the time they drafted him, they everybody in the building knew this is Joe Burrow's team. Everything was centered on him and his growth from day number one. And that's what I would love to have seen for Justin Fields. That's not the situation. So be it. Um, I thought he handled himself very well. Um Drop touchdown by Allen Robinson. Um, you, you saw some rust. I mean, he wasn't prepared. He was. He did not prepare to start that game. So I don't know. I don't know how much more you could expect from a, a 22 year old. But I thought he, I thought he quit himself very well. And you mentioned the defense at the at the beginning, particularly any defensive players, any defensive players that stood out to you last week uh, that probably didn't play well in the game against the Rams. Well, there's a guy, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Robert Quinn. He was signed about 20 or so months ago. Um, I never really saw the guy. There's no proof that he was actually on the Bears until this Sunday. I was shocked, pleasantly surprised, <laughs> to see Robert Quinn on the Bears. Um, he he played well. Uh, I love the push up front. Roquan Smith is the best player on the Bears roster. Jalen Johnson. I never. I, I don't think I questioned him. I questioned um putting him in that position of being the number one cornerback, but he hasn't made, he hasn't done anything to uh, allow. There was some questioning. There was, there was some seafing on uh, Jalen Johnson. There was a little bit of see. It was like, he has to prove it. I think he's proven it. He has proved it through, through two games. He's done a great job. Very pleasant. Look, I I want to ask you this. What do you feel? Not just on the Tayshawn Gibson senior on taunting. I want your opinion on that. But in the entirety around the league on how far the refs are going with this new rule on how they're supposed to get on the players if they're doing taunting in the opponent's direction whatsoever. I think uh, it's been two weeks. So I think I think we'll hopefully we'll see that um, develop throughout the course of the season right now. I think they're kind of trigger happy, so to speak. It's a bit it's atrocious. It's it's having too big of an impact on games. Um, it's very ticky tack. So I, I can't stand it. And hopefully, as the season progresses, the refs will keep the the flags in their pockets. My last one from last week. Thoughts on the use of tight ends? You kept 11 of them, and I'm joking. What tight ends? Exactly. Like, I, I, I don't understand the point of having two tight ends, just even the two starters if you're going out in 12 packaging and Komet and Graham, and you're not using them whatsoever and opening it up. But just thoughts on the use of the tight ends in offense so far this season. Uh, it's it's been fairly non-existent. I don't know if that's um, because of the game plan, because of what the defense is showing, or because they're not getting open. I doubt that. I, I doubt there are no tight ends open at all. Um, but it, it's a it's a problem, and it, it goes back to my 
my second and third biggest points this offseason. You signed Andy Dalton, you kept Jimmy Graham, and you lost Kyle Fuller. Why? You couldn't have given mm-hmm. commit some run and, and signed the other six tight ends? Makes no sense to me. Look, now you were just sitting there before we got into this. We were talking about Justin Fields being the starter. And uh, basically, we know Matt Nagy came out and said that if Andy Dalton is healthy, he will retain that job. Uh, what are your thoughts on moving forward as far as Justin Fields is starting and uh, your displeasure with how the Bears are going along with it? I don't understand if Justin Fields if Justin Fields wasn't ready to start last week against Cincinnati, why is he all of a sudden ready to start this week against Cleveland? What has changed? Andy Dalton blew out his or, or hurt his knee. You have a, you have an MVP Super Bowl quarterback backing up Justin Fields. What sense does that make? So you would have you have you now. Are you saying that if you were in their position, you would start no. Foles? Okay. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying if if I was in their position, Andy Dalton wouldn't be on the team, and right. Justin Fields would have been the starter from day one, and I would have had him learning from Nick Foles, who's won a Super Bowl. That's okay. that's what I would have done. What I'm asking philosophically: if Justin Fields wasn't ready to be the starter on week one or week two, what makes him ready to be the starter on week three? In week three, what has changed? I'm, I'm talking to Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Mm-hmm. How is he ready today to be the starting quarterback for the Bears, but he wasn't four days ago? What has changed? Because I have a guy with more experience backing him up right now, which makes no sense. I think Justin Fields should have been the starter from day number one. I think from the day he was drafted, everything should have been geared around grooming Justin Fields, preparing him to be an NFL quarterback. That's what I would have done. I wouldn't have messed around and had another quarterback there to pretend that that dude's better than this guy. That's what I'm saying. However, that's not the route they took. And they've been telling us that Justin Fields isn't ready. And they have some acolytes in the media who are uh, uh, mirroring or echoing that thought process that Justin Fields isn't ready. What has changed from last Sunday morning to, to Wednesday that Justin Fields all of a sudden is now ready to start in the NFL? That's what I want to know if I'm, if I'm talking to Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace. What has changed? And, and I'm, I'm with you, and it's the, but I, I got to play devil's advocate. They would say, of course, well, Andy went down and he's the backup, so of course we're going to insert the number two guy in. And I'm, I know you're saying, why is he the, following your philosophy, why is he the number two guy if someone is more seasoned behind him? I think that's what you're. you're yeah, my, my, my counter would be, well, is who's more, if, if, if Justin Fields wasn't ready a couple of days ago, is Justin Fields better prepared to start an NFL game than, than Nick Foles, who has a Super Bowl MVP? Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy, you've never won a Super Bowl. Nick Foles. <laughs> Last time I checked, about three years ago, beat the greatest dynasty in modern in, mod, in modern NFL history, including the best quarterback in, in the history of the sport, beat them in a Super Bowl. I was in the building. I was there. I'm not saying Nick Foles is better than Justin Fields. I'm, I'm playing devil to advocate right back at you. Uh-huh. If you have a more experienced quarterback in your quarterback room, why is he not starting over the guy you said wasn't ready five days ago or four days ago? And they don't have an answer for that, which is why Justin Fields should have been the starter from day one and why Andy Dalton shouldn't be on this roster. And he would say I'm, that I'm having, I'm having a philosophical conversation. I, I know, I know. What, what they're what what they've said from day one makes no sense to me. And he would say to you that, in all fairness, no one counts Eagles championships. You know, nobody counts them. That was, that was a fluky, you know, championship that we we won't count. And the Eagles basically don't have a Super Bowl victory. I think that's what he would say to UCF for being someone from Jersey. And, and and I would say, well. I was in the building, so I know what happened, and I have confetti upstairs in my room from that game, and I would counter and ask Kenneth Davis to show me any confetti from the 85 Super Bowl when he was, what, <laughs> three years old? Three years old? Did that happen? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I have no I confetti. Know if you saw it or if you want to see the video or if you've heard of it, you know, legends from the past, but 85-2018, we can have that conversation, too. 
I saw. I, I, I love it. Yes, the alpha. Yes, the alpha. Yes. Talk that talk. Talk. That. I have no confetti. I have no. Yes, I was about four. I was around four. I, I have I, no confetti. I, I love Justin Fields. I, I love the human being. I love. I love how mature he is. I mean, you look. You listen to Justin Fields talk now compared to Mitch Trubisky last December, and it's night and day the maturity that these two guys have. Um, not, not even talking about the skill set. I love Justin Fields. I just don't think that the team or the people who drafted him and the people who are overseeing his growth at this point, I just don't it, – it didn't – it never jived to me. I was very disappointed the day he was drafted because I don't have total faith in the people calling the shots. And we've, we're have we seeing it all play out to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm with you. I, and it, that's the worst part about it. Yes, it is. Fact, I mean, because I, I think all of Chicago feels like that. I would say all of the Midwest from Ohio State fans, there's something comforting about Justin Fields. And I'm not just saying this in a Bears bias way, yeah. but as you said, the confidence. And it's funny hearing him say, talk about the, the fact that uh, when he was a freshman, how nervous he used to get. And I remember hearing him last week say, as a kid, I never thought I'd be here. My first reaction, you're Justin Fields. You always right. feel like you're going to be here, right? But I, I love him revealing the layers that even someone with superior confidence showing you how it manifested and how he grew into that. I think everyone feels like that. And I, I pointed that question at Matt Nagy Siafa. You've been really the problem holding this team back. And really, what changes? You know what I'm saying? And I, 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 he really didn't have a specific answer outside of, you know, looking at the one's mirror and kind of knowing what you did in the past and running the football a, a, a tad bit more. But that's the biggest issue, the, the lack of confidence. And it's it's not a lack of confidence because there's no proof. There's a lack of confidence because the proof is the offensive side of this ball has held this team back for years. And he's the person in charge of it. And now he's the person in charge of grooming this quarterback. And we didn't see him groom Mitch. And we all knew that Mitch had flaws. I wasn't a Mitch guy, but I know it wasn't all on Mitch. So I, I'm with you when you're talking about from the front office to Matt Nagy. Justin Fields has to overcome it. I mean, that's just, listen, now maybe something changes, but if we're going off of the past, he's going to have to overcome it. But, and I think you feel the same way, I think he may be the gentleman to do that, though. I, I think he, he, but it's sad that he has to he has to go through that before he starts to grow the into the player that we hope he grows into, that he has these, these roadblocks. And I hate saying that about his own team, but from what we've seen, they're roadblocks. You know, they, they don't benefit you. They don't help you uh, when it comes to quarterbacks and grooming quarterbacks here in Chicago. No, and and it's a it's a shame to see Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville and and uh, Zach Wilson in New York, and and Mac Jones in in New England. Guys who and even Mac Jones wasn't named the starter from day one. Russell Wilson wasn't named the starter from day one, but they earned it. Right, they were, they were able. They were allowed to earn it. They didn't. They didn't have management saying you know uh, stubborn management with some dogged belief system that you can't start a rookie quarterback. They did the same thing to Mitch Trubisky. I'm not the biggest Mitch Trubisky fan either, but. Ted Phillips is talking about how, you know, uh, there are different people in the room now. And when we've learned from our mistakes from drafting Mitch in 2017 and you're handling Justin, just like you're handling Mitch. Justin isn't Mitch. Hmm. It's like Facts. they learned nothing. Facts. I mean, why Mitch did not have this pedigree. Time? Why are you wasting time? It's behind what, what Andy Dalton. This is not even personal, but it's such a waste of time. Why is he here? What are you trying to You're trying to go nine and eight and sneak into the playoffs again for what? And then turn it all over again next year and start over with a with a with a first year starter. It doesn't make any sense. 
philosophically speaking, it's so frustrating. Hmm. I feel for right. so frustrating. Uh, it, it is frustrating. And I, I, I think um, we have a Hope Springs Eternal vibe here. You Absolutely. Know what I'm and it's unfair because <clears throat> it's been abused. It's been abused, period. You know, it's been taken advantage of. Um, but I, I think that's kind of how we're, we're looking at this year. If you're being honest to yourself, if you're being honest to yourself, um, you hope that maybe something different happens. But the proof is that you, you're probably not going to get that. But hopefully, hopefully they do learn. Uh, we don't know. But again, the past tells us that they won't. Um, and we'll find out these upcoming weeks with this yeah. Browns game, Siafa. So this will be the first time we'll get to see, has there been a change when it comes to Matt Nagy coaching up a young quarterback compared to what happened with Mitchell Trubisky? Uh, and hopefully we'll start to see that progression to kind of give us more assurances that Matt Nagy has changed and learned from his past. But get into this, this, this Browns game. What are some of your fears when it comes to the Bears? I'm sure it perhaps may be that Browns defense that really hasn't gotten off yet. Yeah, that pass rush hasn't necessarily been what we've expected. Um, they have a couple of holes at linebacker uh, that you can take advantage of in, in, in the passing game. But what, what do you expect to happen as, as we go to Cleveland to take on the Browns this Sunday? Well, as, as we've discussed in, 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 the, in the prior episodes, um, early in the season is when you have uh, undue upsets and when teams really learning to play together. Most of the great defenses from last year really haven't gotten off to great starts this year. You look at the Rams, who've been okay. Tampa Bay, who's getting passed on like it's it's their job. The uh, Washington football team. I mean, the, the teams that you thought were going to be great defenses have not been. Only problem is the longer the season goes on, the more likely they are to mesh and gel and, and get to that point. Um, I really believe almost independent of Matt Nagy and his game plan, because I don't have that much faith in it, but Justin Fields' athleticism combined with the fact that I think a lot of times when teams are without a starting player, they they improve their level of play because they know they have to be better for this guy. This situation is different because this guy is more talented athletically than, than Dalton, but they step up their level of play. So I think I think the Bears are actually – or the Browns are ripe for an upset. They they don't they don't have that much game film on Justin Fields, they don't they don't have an extensive backlog of what he can do unless you want to go to Ohio State, which is a totally different scenario. Right. Um, the offensive line has not been hor- as horrible as we thought it'd be. Um, he just played a whole game. Shockingly, right? I did say like thirty percent, forty. I love David Montgomery so much. I mean. Mm. There, there aren't a lot of running backs who run as as hard, as ferociously with that type of speed and quickness in the NFL. I love to see him run. I think a, a steady dose of of, um, of Montgomery, some quick passes, get the ball out of Fields' hands and allow him to use his athleticism and empower him to do that. And I think Bears might up, up, might upset some the, the Browns and surprise some fans. Hmm. I would hope so. Wait, you had the Bengals winning last week. Did you have the Bengals winning last I week? I, okay. I think it had 27-24, Yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, um, I had the Bears winning just as we put that out there. I want my props. I don't remember too. that. I don't remember that. I want my props. All my props. All right. Let me let me ask you this. All right. And looking at that defensive line, let alone the two tackles that they have in there, but particularly the guys on the outside and Jadavion Clowney, more importantly, Miles Garrett. Um, how did the Bears' offensive line? We know they played they played well last week compared to what they did against the Rams. But how do they stop two starward ends? Even though Jadavion Clowney is more of a run stopper than a pass rusher, in your opinion, you run the ball, 
a couple of screens, some some well-timed out screens on those reverse wide receiver nonsense, a couple of screen passes, and you get the ball out of Justin Fields' hands. I don't want him – I don't. he doesn't need to take any seven-step drops and look for it deep unless something develops or unless he's, he's creating it on his own with his legs. I don't need him back there with those two dudes, ears pinned back, trying to destroy him. I don't need it. I don't want to see it. Run the football. I would say play action. Right. That that is play action is key. I would say come out in a lot of 12, you know, have those two tight ends right there. Chip. All right. Have someone sitting there, chip, especially on Miles Garrett's side. All right. Have someone there to, to help with Miles Garrett. Hopefully they can take on Jadavion Clowney. As you said, definitely get the ball out of his hands. But this is the one thing, and I see this with majority of these mobile quarterbacks, and I saw um Patrick Mahomes said this in the preseason or, or, or maybe the first game as far as wanting to climb the pocket more rather than waggling out the back. And you kind of heard Jason Peters talking about that, about mobile quarterbacks and how they like to come out the back. And But that one time where Justin Fields came out the B-gap, I would say with these two edge rushers, climb the pocket because you they may come out an angle, a wider angle, and you right. may be allowed to run from the gaps rather than trying to come out of the back end. So that's what I – I think he has to learn to climb the pocket in general. And it's not just him. It's a lot of guys who can run. They linger in farther back because they, they, they look at that as their exit route rather than right. exiting right. out of gaps that the offensive line may provide them um, while they're engaged with the defensive lineman. It, it makes a lot of sense. I just don't know if he's if he's seasoned enough or ready enough. Oh, no, or you're right. If he, if he recognizes that, and it's it's probably not natural. Mm, great point. I I agree with you, especially if I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes not doing it, and he, right. we know he's a world beater. And I'm asking him to do it in his first start. It's going to take a while for him to start factoring that in. But again, just what I would hope. But you're right. It's going to take a minute for him to kind of to kind of gain that. But Matt, yeah, Matt get Nagy the ball. Needs to, Matt Nagy needs to needs to get out of his own head and simplify the game for this young man. Go back to a lot of the things he did at, at Ohio State and try to, um, you know, allow him to read and react. Mm. What, what, what Do you expect the line to be able to hold up against these two gentlemen and those tackles from the Cleveland Browns? Well, it, it's relative. Again, I, I don't know how many, I don't know how many seven-step drops Matt Nagy intends on making him take. Um, do I think they can contain them for a whole game? No. <laughs> I, think, I, think if, I think i think if you employ the right game plan you can okay I, this is this, has to be all, this has to be all about speed mm. i mean listen that that's that it sounds like an oversimplification what i'm saying is you need to get the ball out of his hands i don't want him back there sitting around as a sitting as a dead duck i, I don't i don't need to see that I, I think the key to going along with it is what you said at the beginning and that's putting the ball in david montgomery's hands a lot yeah let him be the man I think, he is the yeah, man. let let him wear them down all right, do some old school football, but yeah, put the ball in David Montgomery's hands. I think it, it, it ends and it starts right there if you're going to defeat this team and also defeat a lot of teams moving forward this season. And also, as, as we always say, kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Facts. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide 
at bp.com slash investing in America. But you know what? I feel like this game may end up being the flip of last week where the Bears play the role of the Bengals. As far as after you after the end of the game, you don't feel as bad for mm-hmm. that loss because of the chance that you still had to get to, to grasp that victory, even though it slipped through your fingertips. Um, just because I just I just I feel like Baker Mayfield is going to make make an inter- it's going to turn over the ball. But I, I think it's not going to be enough to really to seal it. Now, you're looking at the fact that Jarvis Landry isn't probably going to play this week. Odell Beckham is back. Uh Nick Chubb is averaging 10, 10, 10 yards of rush in the fourth quarter. Um, I have him on my fantasy team. He he had 11 carries, but still had like 110 yards in the touchdown last week. Um, I mean, they're loaded, even though it, it, it hasn't necessarily gelled, as you talked about the right. defense, how defenses haven't necessarily got on their high horse just yet. Um, I, I think Justin Fields is going to have a good game. I think there's going to be a couple of issues just because he's a young quarterback sure. uh, going up against a, 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 what's supposed to be a good defense. I'm with you. David Montgomery is sensational and still underutilized. Um, such an asset to be wasted at times yeah. that could help you in the passing game. Like, all the vertical, all the verticality that the coaching staff wants is in number thirty-two. Like all you have to do is unleash them and make them play eight in a box. All right, all the all the verticality you need is right. All the play action, everything you need, you need to let him get a lather. Bears now, run, Bears run very little play action. Have you noticed that? Yes, which is so silly for a team that talks about wanting to go deep. It's like it's it's. It's re- especially with a running back like that. That doesn't that to me that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I I just think that Cleveland's going to do enough, you know. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope yeah. I hope I'm wrong because I would love for for Justin Fields in in the state where he he played college football. I wonder what the reception is going to be like uh, when they announce him in Cleveland. Um, I, I would think that it won't be as it wouldn't be as bad if he was just a straight opponent, being someone that I'm sure is beloved in that state for what he did right, for the University right. Ohio State. Um, I wonder if the defense is going to be as sound. I, I don't think it was an aberration what took place last week, but I still wonder the focus of certain cats. You know, from week to week, I, I think that the, the, the defense will have ebbs and flows. I think it right. has been awoken, but I still wonder about the focus of some of the particular guys under Eddie Jackson being one and how consistent his focus will be uh, or will he, or will he kind of end up out of it? It seems like he's out of it occasionally end up out of it again. Um, I hope the pressure is the same because now we're talking about one of the better offensive lines of football. We're talking about the Browns. So that, that, so actually to be honest with you, this is a, this, especially with Eddie Goldman return to practice, limited capacity in practice, this would be a, 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 a nice test to the bears defensive front seven, against this offensive line if they could get some pressures on this offensive line and our our front seven is really is really nice again you know what i'm saying because this is this is a nice offensive line they this is what you do when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract all right this is how you exploit and take advantage of it where you're putting all these pieces in to go for a super bowl i just don't think baker mayfield is the guy to lead you to a super bowl but again looking at this game i i give the slight edge to the browns even though i want to be wrong no, I told, the, the the Browns should be favored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think the the Justin Fields quotient is the the unknown. It's an, a, a totally unknown, and he's an amazing athlete. So that's why, kind of like the defense last week, I, I thought the defense was was unknown. I, we didn't know which Bears defense would show up. The good one did, um, and I don't think it's a a good versus uh, bad version of Justin Fields. I mean, he's very inexperienced, obviously, but I just think that's something that we don't know that much about. 
that could be that could surprise us. Um, defensively, I don't I don't think the Bears' defense is as bad as their lapses showed us in Week One. I don't think they're as dominant as they were last week either. I, again, I don't know how often they're going to get three uh, three turnovers on three plays for the remainder of the year, if not the next five years. I mean, that's unheard of. And I think part of the problems uh, going from 2018 to 2019 is we, we just took for granted they would have the same amount of turnovers and you cannot count on turnovers season to season, let alone week to week. So that's, that's part of the problem, but a a really nice test will be whether or not they can slow down that uh, the Browns running game, but that's what they want to do, obviously. See, Alpha, let's dive a little bit into Matt Nagy saying that Andy Dalton is the starter, remains the starter if he's healthy. How how long? All right, and I know you wouldn't do this at all. You would have been studying just you would have started Justin Fields from the outset. But how long can he say that if Justin Fields isn't bad, and or if Justin Fields is bad and you yank him, the outcry from the fan base? I, I don't I don't know. Even if Justin Fields doesn't perform well, if Matt Nagy can really pull Justin Fields, because I mean, I don't, I don't know if Chicago fans have been like this. Like, I don't, I don't know the last time a quarterback got hurt and fans cheered. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I actually felt bad for Andy Dalton when I heard that last weekend where he got because, it, it, like you said, you don't want it that way, but it's football. But I mean, but also I, Andy Dalton I, from the outside looking in. I would have never gained the appreciation that I have for Andy Dalton that I have now had he never been in this this organization. Just from 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 what he's gone through and to me how he's handled it. And I I, I don't know him, but I feel like it's for the most part genuine. And he's a human being, so of course yeah. he has feelings. But I feel like it's genuine. So I didn't I didn't like that when people cheered when he got hurt because they knew Justin was coming in. But again, how long should can Justin hold on to this job, Siafa? According to how. Matt Nagy is judging the quarterback room. <laughs> um, if if he's horrible on Sunday and Dalton is healthy, Dalton starts the next game. Um, the longer Dalton is hurt, the harder it is for Dalton to regain the job because are you going to ruin Fields confidence? I, I don't think you would because I think he's a very confident young man. And I talked about Joe Burrow throwing three interceptions on three passes and being allowed to bounce back from it. So I, I, I think there's a lot of resilience in, in a Justin Fields type person or in Justin Fields specifically. Um, but as, as you go, as you're running through it all, I'm thinking to myself, what happens if he has two bad or two mediocre games? Are you going to yank him then? What's he going to think? How's he going to how is he going to react to to being yanked because he had had two bad games? And what's going to be his confidence level when you're ready to put him back in? So. It's a dicey situation when you have a guy this young. Um, a couple, a couple bad games. What happens if he has a couple bad games? I think, I think two. I think a lot of this is really based on on the healing power of uh, of Dal- Dalton. Dalton's knee, uh, left knee bruise. But if 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 Fields doesn't have two great games, I think Dalton goes back to being the starter. Anything more than that, I don't know how you do it. Mm. So um, look, what happens, Dalton? What happens if he goes and he beats Cleveland, right? Yeah. And Dalton's healthy. Yeah, and, and Dalton is healthy, but I mean Justin has an outstanding for 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 his for this this age for this period in his career, he has an outstanding game. So let's say he throws two touchdowns, um, no turnovers, maybe even runs for a TD. You know what I'm saying? And so he has uh, he plays well. Dalton can't come back in the following week, right? 
even if he's healthy, I, I'm, I'm saying Dalton, even the healthy Dalton doesn't get that job if if Justin Fields is the reason for behind the victory, the victories moving forward. I'm trying. I'm trying to get into Matt Matt Nagy's the, psyche or brain. Which is, yes, um, Lewis becomes Matt Nagy. I, I I have to I have to I have to I have to figure out what role Ryan Pace plays in all this. Because mm. I I don't think that's a decision you make without the GM, right? Correct. I, I don't understand how that would especially work. how they keep talking how they're simpatico. Yeah. Um, I, I can't conceive – I can't conceive starting Andy Dalton after Justin Fields beats the Browns. But I also wouldn't be shocked. Hmm. I also wouldn't be shocked if the Bears did that. Would you? Shocked. Um, I wouldn't be shocked, but then I would know that, man, these guys, I don't know if they can read the room, one, but also – that they're, um, I don't want to say ignorant, but no, I think I do want to say ignorant because this is not knowing if he's successful and you yank him and he's the future. It, it makes it makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, again, now if he plays bad and you yank him, I would still have I would still have pause. But you you actually still have ammunition to help your argument, saying Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, as far as his play has been bad. And they could say that, you know, he's still not ready. He needs to maybe watch a little bit more. And I wouldn't agree with it, but they would that it would at least provide them cover. If he plays well, you basically have to tell us what Bill Lazor told us last week when Alex part of the show asked him as far as when will you know Justin is ready and he basically said paraphrase Justin is ready you know so I mean if Bill Lazor believes that and he proves it on the field I think we need to stop dilly-dallying and commence with this young man taking over this organization I mean if he comes out this isn't this is not your mama's and daddy's browns all right well let me say this is not your uncle's Browns because your mother and daddy's Browns were actually probably good. good. And it, right. You know what I'm saying? But this is here. right. Right. You know, the, you know, the Benny, Co- Bernie Kosar Browns. I'm not talking about those. You know what I'm talking about? Right, right. Yeah. I'm talking about the, uh, exactly. I'm talking about, the, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly where I was going. People, I'm talking forget, about. people forget this is an expansion team. Exactly. Expansion Browns, Browns is what I'm talking about. Right. right, right. That's what I'm talking about. The expansion, the expansion Browns, your your older uncle or cousins Browns, you know, like these aren't those Browns. This team was put together well. Only question mark they have is the quarterback and, and not in a, in a huge negative. He's just not if he was a world beater, this team would be dangerous, dangerous. Right, you know, right, he right. may be more of a, a guy that's a system guy that has a little has edge to him as far as his ability to run. He has a nice arm and I'm talking about Baker Mayfield. Um, but this is this team is nice. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't totally gotten to where it wants to get yet, but it's growing. But if, if he can go into his the state where he played two terrific years, all right, and he can take down the Browns, I listen, you can't in my eyes, Kenneth Davis's eyes, you can't put Andy Dalton in. I don't care if Andy Dalton heals like Wolverine. You can't put Andy Dalton in the following week because you have to let this kid play himself out. You you you, you owe it. And then again, the thing is, too, now, again, I don't know what the players in the locker room feel, but you owe it to them to have the best weapon out there. So if he's providing you the, the best chances to win, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but again, to your point, could it happen? Definitely. We've seen uh, weird stuff take place in this organization, uh, but I think it would be foolhardy to pull him if he plays well. I don't even care if he loses. 
the, the more I listen to you to you speak and and paint the scenario, I'm I'm having a harder time coming up with an excuse or an explanation that they could that they could float as to why it would happen. So I tend to agree with you. Conversely, though, how bad would he have to be for them to do the opposite and say, no, we don't want to we don't want him to start, you know, like what 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 does that look like? You know, um, a couple picks or a pick and a fumble. Um, the the offense stalling majority of the game, but you know that sounds like that sounds like 2019 Bears offense. I'm not I'm not. You're, you're right. You're, that's you're, that's facts. What you're saying, like basically, like how can we going along with what you're saying? How can we honestly say that that's all on Justin when before he got here this offense stalled? You know, right. but of course, right. as you know, they're still going to use it as an excuse and tell us that Andy Dalton in two series was looking like a world beater. Imagine what he can do if you put him back in when he's healthy. But I'm. I'm with you. It'll be I, I think it'll be disastrous if if they if he plays well. But if he plays bad, I think it's a couple turnovers in the office stalling and them lying to themselves, as you saying, acting like they know what they're doing on office. Well, I want to put Bill Lazor in. Let's take Bill Lazor out of that situation. But uh yeah, then, I think, if, if, it, go ahead. Sorry, and then and then and then the issue that I have is Zach Wilson just threw for four interceptions and looked horrible, and he's starting this week because they it's his team. Bounce back right. from it, young man. Right. Same thing with, with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence has been lit the world on fire in any way, shape, or form. He's making tons of mistakes, and they're allowing him to grow to grow through those mistakes. I'm with you. I, and, I mean, and at this point, why I would hate I would hate for Justin Fields to have a a rough day in his first NFL start on the road against a ferocious defense, and and be made this the scapegoat, mm. which what they, which is what they'd be doing if they pull. Great them. point. Great point, Siafa. I great. That's the note to end on right there. Um, I'm with you. I feel like this. In all fairness, this young man is here to to run this organization from the quarterback position, and it's it's time to start. I mean, I hate to say it from somebody getting hurt, but you were given a gift because you were you're doing something foolhardy. Now it's time to let this young man take over. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, what I'm saying totally. Um, damn, now you're making me feel bad about my, what may take place moving forward. Now, see, I, see that's what Seattle Lewis could do to you, right? All this, e, this East Coast funny thinking. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me get your score. Let me get your score for the game, Seattle. Uh, I'm going with a funky one. 19-17 Bears with the Ooh. upset. Okay, okay. I'm going to go Bears. I'm going to go Bears 27 I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going Bears. I'm going Bears. I know I said the Browns are going to win. I know I said the Browns are going to win. I'm going Bears because I, I'm, I'm, this is this is total meatball right here as far as because now I'm rooting for Justin Fields. I'm not even rooting for the right. team because right. this discussion we just had, if he if he fails, I got to get Andy Dalton thrown back out. So I'm, I'm flipping. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm honestly, I'm going to go Bears 24, Browns 21 is what I'm going to go with. All right, that's what I think. I'm going to go with that for the hope of Justin Fields, even though I feel like the Browns are probably – but I feel like it's going to be a close – I hope it's – I don't feel. I hope it's a close game because I don't want to give this team any ammunition to yank this young man when the future started last week and it's just time to roll with it. It's just – that's common sense to me in my my feeling. So you're you're, you're rooting and thinking big picture, which everybody should be doing. I heard a a great conversation yesterday about the – the, the goal of the 2021 season is the goal of the 2021 season to prepare Justin Fields for the future, or is the goal of the 2021 season to compete, to sneak into the playoffs. And I think that's, that is the central issue with this franchise right now. 
I, I asked the guys earlier this week, what would you prioritize winning or Justin Fields development? Um, and for me, it's Justin Fields development. It's not even a question. It's not yeah, even a question. I, it's, it's, you know, but even though I don't want to see my team lose, um, but I know that in the long run, this is what's best for this organization. So it's, it's definitely, I want to, and then again, like it'd be different if you had um, Steve Young in his prime, someone nice, nice that was injured. You know what I'm saying? And so it'd be different in that way, but we're just talking about Andy Dalton and I'm not trying to disrespect Andy Dalton, but again, if he was a world beater in the past, I could understand the dichotomy of should we, should we go for it or should we develop the youngster? But it's Andy Dalton and Justin Fields means everything to this organization. So to me, it's, it's his development is, is, is central. Andy Dalton shouldn't be here. Andy Dalton should be quarterback of the Washington football team. This is nonsensical. The fact that he's here is such an outrage. I'm, I'm so outraged by it. And I, I mean, you should have you should have seen the day they signed him. I was outraged on TV that night. Outraged. What are we doing? <laughs> you don't have any pets, Siafa. You didn't kick any little dogs around the house, did you? I would never. No, we don't. Okay, I know. Siafa Lewis would never do anything like that. Everybody knows that. All right. So that was Kenneth Davis playing. Siafa wouldn't do anything <laughs> like that. Siafa. Friday's always fun having you on. It's definitely my pleasure, and I'll definitely look forward to talking to you next weekend. The pleasure I mean, next is, week, rather. The pleasure is all mine. I cannot wait until Sunday, and I hope that we have some positives to talk about next Friday. Also, make sure, you know, because he's always live tweeting. Follow Siafa, Siafa, Siafa Lewis, NBC. Go at him. He loves it, all right? He's, you see you see the personality, all right? He comes here. He shows you this wonderful person. Look at the smile. If everyone is not watching, look at the smile. <laughs> look at the necklace, all right? Take it in, all right? The the take it, take it in, <laughs> all right? It's a V-neck. Come hey, on. no, no. It's how you wear it, Siafa. Uh, yes. Don't play me, Siafa. Don't you try to play me, <laughs> all right? I saw you, you, you. I can see you in the mirror now. Like, oh, I'm about to do this. It's just, it's just a T-shirt, but I'm about to put the Siafa on him. Don't you try it, Siafa. Oh, my goodness. That's it for the Under Center Podcast. We'll be back Monday to let you know what happens with the Bears versus Browns. Rate, follow, review. Hit us with the five-star. And if you're betting, please use points, Ben. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.